Hey friends, I'm Nari, and this is the Dr. Nari Jeter and the Prosper School Show. It's a podcast for students who want their best college life. As a professor, I've helped tens of thousands of students learn to balance success and fun in college. In this show, you'll hear from me and other guests on how college changed our lives and got us to where we are today. This is not a class lecture. This is a dose of motivation and inspiration just for you right where you are. I am so excited you're here. Let's get started. Hey friends, this is Nari with the Dr. Nari Jeter and the Prosper School Show. And today I have the wonderful honor of having Dr. Jenna Scott on the show. Jenna is a former colleague of mine um, from Florida State University, but still just a great colleague in the world of private practice and marriage and family therapy. And um, I really appreciate so much about Jenna. She is a hard worker. If you give her a task, she is going to deep dive into it. And on a more personal note, Jenna has one of the best senses of humor that I've ever come across. And so if I've learned anything with Jenna in our time together, she has taught me to laugh when one might otherwise want to cry. So (laughs) that's what I've learned from Jenna. Um, A little bit about Jenna's background. Um, She got her bachelor's degree at Florida State University, then went on to Northwestern University to get her master's and then returned back to Florida State to get her PhD. She went right through and got that accomplished and was a a young established doctor. And here she is today to share with us some wisdom and experience she has about um, going through undergrad and changing her major. So Jenna, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I love any excuse to hang out with you, Nari, and to laugh together. So this was a very easy yes for me. Oh, well, thank you. That that makes me happy. I feel the same way. So Jenna, um, I know a little bit about your story, um, but I know you came into FSU with a certain major in mind. And so tell me what that major was and basically why did you choose it when you when you came into undergrad? Sure. So I know as I was reflecting on this time in my life, it's funny because I, I think I changed my major about five times to the point where like reflecting on this, I'm like, what semester was it that I was this major? I felt like I needed to go back through my transcripts. But when I was 18, I decided to attend FSU. I was from New Orleans. And so this was going to be a new and different experience for me to leave town and move to a city where I didn't know anybody. But at the time, my world view was so different. I thought for sure I would return to New Orleans. And my hope at the time was to open a boutique in New Orleans on this little strip called Magazine Street. So I decided to major in business and I wanted to focus on entrepreneurship. And my first semester did not go well. And I think there were a few experiences that led to it not going well. Like one, I was just uninspired by the coursework. So microeconomics, macroeconomics were not my subjects. Um, But the other thing that happened is my first day of fall semester at FSU as a freshman, Hurricane Katrina hit 
New Orleans. And that was my hometown. And it was this like really devastating experience. I couldn't get in touch with my family at the time. And so it was really quite traumatic, like this collective trauma that I was experiencing being away from home for the first time. So I was kind of a hot mess that whole semester because I was trying to process this really challenging experience and also really homesick. The other thing that happened that first semester is that I also met my husband. So, you know, which is wild. Uh, I was actually just thinking about two classes I took. They were back to back in the same classroom. So I used to go outside of the class for that 15 minute break and sit on a bench. And that's where I would chat with my husband. So then when I went into that second class, I could not focus at all. All I could think about was my conversation with him. So. <laughs> I had these like major distractions. And I think after that first semester, I was like, I think I need to change my major. And since I thought I wanted to focus on fashion, I changed it to fashion design. So I was literally like sewing for my classes. I think one of my finals, I had to like sew a zipper or a pocket. Um, and so that's where I shifted. I then thought, you know, maybe not fashion design, maybe I should do fashion merchandising. So changed my major to fashion merchandising. And then while I was in that major, I took a family relationships course. And that really was like, a, I think I'm headed in the wrong direction. Like rather than fashion, I think maybe I should start considering a helping profession. Okay, so, all right. Um, yeah, so what's interesting is I took this class with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, right. and he was the one who brought up like, hey, Jenna, there's actually a major where you could focus on family relationships and working with children, and I think you should consider it. Right. And so I did. I was like, let me look into this. I had always had this idea of success being like, you need to focus on a career where you can make money. And I always volunteered on the side, but this was the first time where I was like, I can be in a helping profession and make money doing that. I don't have to keep those two things separate. Right. Well, I love hearing because I know your husband and he is wonderful. And so I love hearing that that backstory and that um, it's a it's a really great point about how much like friends, you know, can be a valuable kind of piece of us going through that college journey and figuring things out. I am curious, um, how did you feel as you were kind of going through and changing those different majors? What were the emotions that you were having? Yeah, I, I think it's always challenging. And I always empathize with students who are like, you have to have everything kind of figured out. And there's a lot of pressure on college students. I know at the time, my parents were asking me, questions and everybody was asking me questions about what are you majoring and where is that going to lead you? And as these things were changing, I'm sure there was so much uncertainty and fear. Are you going to graduate on time after changing your major so many times? So I know there was a lot of uncertainty at the time. I think I also just was willing to like try out these different majors to make sure that they were a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. I really like that, Jenna, because I think there's that fear of 
there's the fear of what change means, but mm -hmm. also then I think sometimes you can get like, you can change your mind and then feel like you have to stick with that. Cause you're like, okay, I've already changed my mind once. Mm -hmm. Um, did you ever have that thought or were you? Yeah, certainly. You know, I think I would get questions from advisors on, you know, are you sticking to this timeline of graduating in four years? I know I was getting pressure from my parents. I actually remember when I did fashion design, my parents had to help make an investment and buy this like very expensive sewing machine <laughs> to this day. My mom's like, you're still not using that sewing machine that we invested in, in, you know, 2006. Right. Um, so I know I was getting that pressure, but I just felt like I can't really make these decisions because I also explored other majors that I didn't, you know, necessarily switch my major to, but I was taking classes in sociology and exploring these other areas as well. But yes, I know there was a great deal of uncertainty, unrest, where is this going to lead me? So when I did change my major to family and child sciences, I had already been, I had already been doing a lot of volunteer work with children and with families, mm -hmm. but I did decide since marriage and family therapy was on my radar, many of my instructors in that major were in that profession. I did decide to work at the Center for Couple and Family Therapy at CCFT to see, hey, is therapy the career and the profession that I'd like to go into? Right. Did you, was that an actual paid position, Jenna, or was it more like internship or like independent study? It was, I did it as a directed individual study. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. so I think now it's offered as a practicum, but I don't think it was at the time. So I think maybe one semester I did it as a directed individual study. And then I think I stayed on just to volunteer to get additional experience. Right. So I love, I love that point too, is just how sometimes volunteering is a great way to test the waters, to just get your feet wet and be like, is this something I could do on a day-by-day -day basis? Yes. And I, you know, even though I knew that was the track that I, I thought I wanted to go in because I am the way I am, I was like, well, let me make sure I rule out other things. So while I was an undergrad, I had a paid work experience at a family law firm because family law was something that I was toying with. And that helped me rule out family law. Like I think these skills and what I want to do would be better in the therapy realm rather than law and working with families in that, right. in that area. Mm -hmm. Well, and Jenna, because I know you personally, one of the things I want to say is as I look at some of the different majors you chose, I also see a connection between those things and just your, your general interests. Like mm -hmm. you definitely have a creative spark in you. I know you like to create things. Mm -hmm. Um, and also with having your private practice, I mean, that's entrepreneurial. So it's not, I mean, it, it's sometimes the things that we don't end up doing don't disappear completely from our lives. They just, they get integrated in different ways. That's so true. And I think, you know, at 18, 19, if you had asked me like, why did you choose business entrepreneurship? I would have been like, I don't know what I was thinking sitting in those micro and macroeconomics classes, mm -hmm. but now it really is kind of full circle because 
I'm running a private practice and I very much need some of those business skills. And I think that's another area where when I worked with undergraduate students, it's like you don't have to have this like one narrow path to get to the place you'd like to be. There's not like one major that you have to take to get to this path. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes people get fixated on this like rigidity or I have to major in this if I want to become this. But really, when you look around, a lot of people pursue different majors and don't necessarily focus on that as their career. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's almost like it's still something that gets spread around maybe in high school or just, you know, just like pick a path and that's where it's going to get you to be rather than it's, it's okay to change your mind. And it's actually a good thing to listen to your inner voice. And that's something I really value about you when you, whenever you and I talk, I know you're really trying to you know, get to that authentic place in yourself and listen and trust yourself. And I, I see the, the beginnings of that in 18, 19 year old Jenna. Yeah. And you know, that's why I love the college period so much because you, there might be an expectation to have it all figured out, but you really don't. And so working with undergraduates is so exciting because they don't have it all figured out. And that's the period of time to really get to know themselves and what their passions are and what their skill sets are and those growing edges. And I think that's so exciting to be in that place. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so that major in family and child sciences led you to pursue the master's in marriage and family therapy. Um, and then, led you on to getting the PhD in family therapy. And I know you did that all back to back. Yeah. What do you think about that now looking back since we're already in memory, you know, in memory lane, what do you think about just going to do all those things back to back and then heading into your career? Yeah. So that's kind of my personality is like, I have a lot going on up here. I have a lot of interest. So I know I have to just like kind of stick to one thing. And once I commit, like mm -hmm. stay on that path. So I do think it made the most sense for me to just go straight through from undergrad into mm -hmm. my master's. And then once finishing my master's going straight on to the PhD, I do think because I had changed my major so many times in undergrad and explored other majors and professions through either work or volunteer experience, it did give me the confidence to know, like, I chose this career and this path and I explored other things first. And so I had the confidence that like, this is a really good direction and path mm -hmm. given my interests and my skill set. Right. When you started your master's, did you know you wanted to do a PhD or did that evolve? <laughs> it's funny because with all of my moves over the years, I found this like old paper I wrote from FSU undergrad and I did not know that I wanted to get my doctorate, but I was open to it mm -hmm. at the time. So I knew I wanted to focus on that clinical piece. I went to a master's program that was very clinically strong. So I knew I wanted to be a therapist first, but I was also open to the research and the teaching as well. So once I was in my master's program, I was really loving and absorbing 
the knowledge and material. And I knew I wanted to extend that learning process and also wanted to not only work with clients, but also work in the areas of research and, and teaching as well. Well, great. And you're excellent at both of those things or all three of those things, including in the clinical work. So Jenna, I know you've been in school, you did you know, all the possible schooling you could. And then you worked as a professor in academia back at Florida State. You have a wealth of knowledge, but if you had a couple of pieces of advice for people in college right now, or, you know, people maybe experiencing what you did, what would mm -hmm. those be? Yeah. So I made a few notes here because that's what, that's what I do. There's always a lot going on mm -hmm. up here. I think, you know, one of those things is like, you don't have to have it all figured out. I think college students put so much pressure on themselves to have everything figured out in that four years. And mm -hmm. I don't think you have to have it all figured out. I think if you want these like specific career paths, you do have to have some direction and get a certain GPA, but you don't have to have your whole life figured out in that undergraduate period. Mm -hmm. I think, um, the other thing that kind of goes along with that is like, it's also never too late. It's never too late to change direction or to change your career path. I know for me, I just press pause on my academic career because in this season of life, I do want to focus more on my clinical practice, on expanding my business, on community outreach. So I, I don't think it's ever too late. And when I I actually spent a year in San Francisco training therapists and a lot of students who I worked with, this was not their first career. They might've had a full career in finance and then decided, oh, actually, like now that I'm a bit older and have you know my 401k set up, I wanna go on to be a therapist and do something really meaningful. So I don't think it's ever too late to change direction. Mm -hmm. Now it might make sense like if you've, had a major for three and a half years in undergrad and you're a semester away from graduating, it might make sense to not change your major then to just graduate, but then pursue right. a master's in another area. I think the other thing like focusing and kind of reflecting back on my time in college, I think prior to coming to college, I had this like fixed mindset on like intelligence is fixed. Uh, I think one of the reasons I changed my major and fell in love with family and child sciences and marriage and family therapy is that focus on family systems. And I was able to make sense of the roles that I assumed in my own family. And mm -hmm. I'm the youngest of two siblings. And my sister is like incredibly intelligent. She majored in chemical engineering from Notre Dame. So I felt like she's the smart one. I have to focus <laughs> on other areas. So right. I really like focused on social relationships and sports. And so it really wasn't until I got away from that like nuclear family system and was in college and was like, oh, actually, if I work really hard and take courses that I'm really passionate about, I can really excel in this area. And so I think that growth mindset is so important that like, this is not something that's fixed with hard work and with challenges, we can grow and change. And I think that's so important for, for undergrads. Um, I think the other thing is like, rather than playing this comparison game, it's really important to just learn about yourself mm -hmm. in undergrad. So like, what are your skill sets? What are you passionate 
about what are your growing edges and how can you work on those things? I think I learned so much about myself in college in so many ways and like how I relate to others and friendships as a student. And so that was so important for me as well. Right. Jenna, those are three just amazing nuggets that, I mean, they're just, they are, I mean, I know we, we just went through them really quickly, but they're big things. And I can just say, I appreciate the, like that self-awareness portion. Cause again, that's something I value about you and how you're always, um, welcoming your own self-growth and self-development. And that's what just makes it so fun, like being around you. Um, so switching to fun, Jenna is fun, fun, fun. She not, she, she doesn't come off as like the craziest person in the crowd, but she just, her humor and just her subtle way of just infusing fun into everything is, is amazing. So I want to know Jenna, cause I didn't know you back then. Mm -hmm. What was fun for you in college? What did you love about it? Well, I think as I reflect back to my college years, uh, there might have been times where I was having too, too much fun and not as focused on school. And I, you know, I think that's one of the things that as I think back to like 18 year old Jenna, I can view that as like, oh, I should have done this or why didn't I do X, Y, like I could make a million different decisions. But as a therapist, we always look for these like positive reframes. And I think one of the positive reframes I have is like, I took a lot of risks in college. So I risked changing my major five times. Right. And, you know, I, I hung out with people who were very different from those that I hung out with in high school and growing up. And I really took classes that challenged my like values and belief system. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel like I just took a lot of risks and did a lot of really random different things. Like when my husband left, he, he moved to England. He was a year older than me. I was like, what am I going to do with this extra time? So I joined the circus, <laughs> you know, like looking back on college, it's like, I went through five majors, which were quite different knowing me now it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like the majors that I selected, but I was kind of all over the place and didn't always have direction. But I do think that risk paid off because I think it led to more knowledge of myself. Um, and I think it also allowed me to be okay with risks now in life, like changing direction, you know, after being in academia for a decade. So uh, I, I think that led to also just a lot of fun and random things. <laughs> Right. So I want to emphasize, because I think it might have flown under the radar when Jenna said uh, the circus FSU has its own student driven, student led circus. And Jenna um, joined that circus as a senior and did some really like daredevil types of acts swinging from ropes and acrobatic things. And I, again, I just, how many people get to say that they've done that, Jenna? You know, right. and I do have to just add this because I think it's so funny you know, I, I thought it was amazing that I like really changed the direction and became like, so academically driven. And, you know, I would start to bring home like, oh, I made the president's list at FSU, but my parents were never so proud as they were when I joined the circus. Like <laughs> I could have cared less about the president's list at that point. They told everybody like Jenna joined the circus and would show my like VHS circus 
flipped to every, like to all of their friends. Everybody knew I had joined the circuits when I went home to New Orleans. So I just think that's so funny. It's like, oh, my parents are going to be so proud that I'm finally excelling in school. And really what they were most proud of was the circus. Yeah, that, that's amazing. I love it. And that's just another thing that, that makes me laugh. So Jenna, um, I loved having you. This is just like, I feel like this is just a conversation that we have whenever we're together. We, we just chat about everything, but please tell everyone listening what you're doing now. Um, I know, you know, you've said clinical work, um, but you really have a lot of expertises and passions. And so tell us where, what you're doing right now. Sure. So right now I have a private practice. I work with individuals, couples, and families in that private practice. I think oftentimes people ask me like, what's your specialty? And really I have so many interests, which is why I chose this profession because every day is new and different. So I really love having a diverse caseload. I do love to work around mindfulness and parenting and those family systems and dynamics. I also love working with couples. So I really love that every day is new and different in my therapy practice. Right. And another random tidbit, Jenna's very humble. So Jenna also has a yoga certification, right? When did you do that? In grad Mm -hmm. school? I did it uh, actually my first year as an assistant professor in California. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So she has, um, she definitely is a a go getter slash risk taker. And when she puts her mind to it, Jenna, you just, you'll just go out and do things like that. And I really, I really love that bravery. And, you know, it's, it's almost sometimes unapologetic. It's just what you love and you go for it. That's right. Well, thank you again, Jenna. Um, this is the second podcast full episode, and I just couldn't wait to get you on here because, um, again, with all of your experiences, being a student, being a professor, being a clinician, you just bring so much to the table. Jenna, if if people want to connect with you or know more about you, do you have any resources, um, Instagram website that they can look up or follow? Certainly. So I have a website, drjennascott.com and also an Instagram account as well, which is also Dr. Jenna Scott. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Jenna. Thanks so much, Nari. It's always fun hanging out with you. Thanks so much for joining me today for this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode when it releases. You can help us at Dr. Nari Jeter and the Prosper School by sharing the podcast and leaving a review. It really means so much to know what you think. Also, we want you to hang out with us on your favorite social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And you'll find all our information and resources on coaching, courses, and the blog at www.thepresperschool.com.